it's Coach Tori, and this is Raising Runners. We talk running, fitness, mental health, and so many more topics. As the founder of a youth running program, I approach all of our conversations with our youth athletes in mind and kind of have a focus around those things. But as you will see, we are finding that all of these topics relate to runners and people who like to move and do fitness or anything like that um, relates to everybody. Check it out. Um, hey, it's Coach Tori. And Jeff. And this is Raising Runners. And well, first, I want to say, sorry, I was on vacation and I did not record for two weeks. And I did not release anything saying I was on vacation. Usually when I take a break from stuff, I tell everybody and uh, I just didn't. And then every time I thought about it, I thought I was going to do it. Then I didn't get to it. Now, at this point, we're here. The episode's going to come out before I even post something that says, Hey, I've been gone. I didn't just disappear forever. So sorry, we're back. We're <laughs> but, back. Um, <laughs> I know I had meant to say something and yeah, every time I was like, oh, I'll record it when I'm driving home or I'll record it when I go to bed or whatever. And then it just never, never happened. Well, so. Never recorded it. Yep. Yep. They'll find out when we're back <laughs> on <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Two weeks off isn't that bad. No. Uh, yeah. So, um, anyway, you're back to like almost regular training now, almost sort of. I am. I'm back to, uh, running wise. I'm a, I'm a hundred percent. I, I'm not running as far as I was before, but I am running as fast or faster. Um, so I'm just building back up to, I'm probably now at about 35 miles a week, uh, building back up. And I think I talked to you before, instead of being at 40 miles a week, I'm going to go to 50 miles a week. And to do that, I'm adding more days and not adding longer runs because I was getting tired of doing, you know, a lot of long runs under the old method I was using. So I'm now running six days a week, uh, just taking Mondays off after a long run on Sunday. So I feel like my running schedule is pretty set. And now I'm just getting back into uh, lifting and mobility after having hernia surgery about uh, six weeks ago. I'm, I'm just getting back into it this week. So I'm sore all over just from doing like like air squats, like with yeah. you know, 10 pound squats and some other bench pressing with 10 pounds and stuff. I'm actually a little bit sore, which is, uh, I'm surprised. Uh, isn't that the worst? You're like, it hasn't even been that long. And then doing anything, even easy, you are like, am I going to be sore for the next week? Like, what is this? Yeah, it's really yeah. possible. It's like just muscles. I don't know that I've been using like, like squat muscles. Like I just don't, you know, I haven't been squatting down that far and then back up yeah. Even almost like air type squats are were more than my body was used to in the last month or two. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I bet. Well, it's exciting that it's going well so far. Yeah, I'm pumped. I think I told you before. I um you I'm going in with the attitude now I'm a 330 marathoner. I know I'm not a 330 marathon. I've never run 330 for a marathon. Uh I haven't actually even achieved four hours for a marathon. Uh, although I was quote, I was on pace. I was on pace for it for 22 miles. Um but I just think that mindset of I'm going to set myself up for running to a 3:30 and, and try to get all my times down to that in training will help me get at least closer to it, and I'm hoping that I'll, I'll achieve you know 3:45, 3:40, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? How's your training going? Uh, well, you know, it's like never going. Um, but uh, well, vacation. I was like, I'm either going to get to run a lot on vacation, or I'm not going to run at all on vacation ran once on vacation. Um, 
because James happened to fall asleep in the stroller while we were walking back from town or whatever. So I was like, uh, can you just like hold on to the stroller while I put my running shoes on real quick and then I'll just take him for a run. So I got to run once. Um, but now it's just been as I complain every week. Sorry, broken record, everybody, but um the schedule, <laughs> you know, I just can't, I can't get it. I can't get it to work out for me. Even the days that I plan to get up at like to make sure I get my run in. So then I'll go back to sleep for like maybe an hour on the couch afterwards, blah, blah, blah. Then it's like, oh, James is up at 345. So by the time he goes back to bed, I'm like, I don't want to go run now. Um, Weren't you yeah. down there with people that could, could help a little bit, like with watching with James? Um, Yes, but then I'd have to be running at night. Like if oh. they were going to sit while he's like sleeping, like, oh, can you just make sure he doesn't, because I can't do the treadmill with the baby monitor. So I'm like, oh, can you just like hang out with him? Um while he's yeah, sleeping, it's like, like I'm running. Not at like night. You need me to help you coach you through like why you should be running on vacation. It's vacation, so you you do what you want on vacation. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So that didn't work out. But then even like at home, it's just like the schedule's not really been working out because it's just, you know, is what it is. But this week, weirdly enough, I've already run what is it, fourteen point one miles this week. So oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> For me, that's shocking. By Wednesday, um, on Sunday we went dishwasher shopping unsuccessfully um but we went as a whole family and so I was like do you mind just driving James home and I'll just run home from Best Buy um thinking it was like four or five miles it was seven which is fine <laughs> but like I'm texting Josh and I'm like I'm really sorry like this is taking so much longer than I thought it was going to um but that was actually really fun and then Tuesday night, we do track nights with the the girls running group. So I got like two miles in there. And then today we came home um, from James and I were doing like a play date this morning and Josh was home, uh, didn't have any calls until tonight. And so he was like, oh, if you want to go running, uh, I can like watch TV with him. And I was like, oh, uh, I mean, I just ate Chick-fil-A like 10 minutes ago, but you're saying I can go running. I'll go running. So that's kind of how I'm like, my running routine is a little fly by the seat of my pants right now. Oh man. Uh, well, so, yeah. the, so the, the Tuesday running group, is it, is it exclusively women? Men are not allowed? Um, you like, yes. Okay. No, I was just curious. I was curious whether it was just happened to be women. So you call it the women's running group or whether it's intended to be just women it it is intended to be just women um which I like felt weird about for a while just because you know me like queen of inclusivity um but it yeah one the the woman who started it she like also um is a chiropractor and she treats like mostly slash only really like women and um, she's kind of like got into like all of like the safety aspects of things and whatever, just as like a woman working by herself, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so she kind of just was like trying to continue on that whole idea. And I was like, well, there's a bunch of running groups in the area because we have so many around here that are everybody. So, um, so yes, yeah, so it is, it is a ladies only group, yeah, except for James. There's enough opportunities for men to go running with, with different groups. I don't think you're excluding them. It isn't really harming men at all. So, but I don't think. Right. Right. Well, I think people have brought their husbands and stuff before too. Um, and like, no one's like, oh, you can't bring a boy. Um, <laughs> but it's more like, it's like, you know, no men are just going to be like randomly popping up on a bunch of groups of girls, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So it is, it is the women's running group, but um, nobody showed up. So I just ran by myself. Um, well, yeah. Cause I'm looking for, uh, I, I need to do more track workouts. I, I, 
I miss my treadmill. Like my for speed work, I love mm-hmm. the treadmill. I can't wait to get home to see the treadmill and, and use it on those Tuesdays and Thursdays speed work. Because down here, trying to do it without a, you know, just trying to do it on the roads, I really struggle to figure out the right cadence, the right the right pace. You know, I run like a, you know, a, a 6.30, mi- you know, half mile for the first part, like at, at that equivalent mile pace. And then I'm just completely burnt out for the next two or three uh, intervals. So I have a hard time really getting the, the right pace set down. So, Well, you can always join track nights in the cold in Downingtown if you want. It's a long haul, but I'll think about it. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so that's running for now. But I do have my alarm set for 4 a.m. tomorrow. So we'll see if I uh wow. go run or not. Yeah, it's I, gonna yeah. be not. Ruin Goggins. You can both go out there and do your running. <laughs> yeah. At 4 a.m. Yeah, it's dark at 4 a.m. I, I don't know how you would run at 4 a.m. I gotta do I in the shed on the treadmill. Oh, okay. Because I gotta also be on James Watch, so I can't go far. I can either run. It's literally like my house and the house next to, I can do like, it's like a hundred meters I can do in front of the house or I can just do the treadmill. So it's treadmill. Um, All right. Well, let's, oh, you have more? No, that's a good segue into the next topic, which is roads. Well, yeah. Why don't you, can you give everybody the reminder of the three things we're chatting about today? Yes. Today's three topics are, uh, I, I have it down as roads and toads. Right, like roads versus toads, which is sort of roads versus trails, toads being animals and, and nature. Um, the next one is cushiony shoes versus minimalist shoes, I, which I refer to as ASICs versus basics, back to basics. And then the third category is techno versus hechno. So <laughs> techno is use of technology and hechno is I'm not using any technology. I'm just going to just freewheel it. I was going to say, trying to think of other terms I could use, but some of those have sexual references to them, so I won't use any other term to say, heck no. <laughs> Fair enough. I like it. I like the cleverness of it all. Um, so yeah, we'll start with roads versus toads or trails. Um, and we're going to flip a coin again, um, a virtual coin. You get to pick. Who gets to pick. Okay. I feel like I already forgot how this goes. So tails. I'll just pick tails, and then you tell me what to do next. The answer is heads. I get to choose this time. Okay. What are you uh, picking? I'm going to pick trails. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm going toads, trails, and you're going roads. Roads. Let's, All right. Let's hear trails. All right. I'm going to go trails. So let's go with, I'm going to go with some pros for trails. So number one, typically trails are a softer um, surface. Roads, typically concrete or asphalt. Trails, typically you're going to deal with dirt, crushed stone, you may have some paved asphalt or in there somewhere, but typically speaking, you can be in something other than those two categories. Um, so those are softer, easier on the body. Uh, so that's number one. Two is trails and slash toads is, you can get a much better vibe. You can lose yourself a little bit more in nature by going out into a trail. Um, it, it does give you much more of a relaxed feeling than on the roads with the car zooming by, people beeping at you. Not that I ever get beeped at. Um, the other thing is the the ground variation. You know, with and that's got two things to it. I, I would go with right. So with ground variation on a trail, it does help build up the foot. I think we talked about this in one of the other episodes, maybe treadmills versus other things. But you know, you can strengthen your foot 
ankle, the bones, the tendons with that little bit of variation versus running on asphalt or, or, or blacktop. It's, it's just that same flat, smooth surface. You get into that same rut. And what comes along with that also is sort of a repetitive uh, injury, sort of a carpal tunnel syndrome concept by not having any variation in your stride length, movement, foot movement, foot pattern, you can get into uh, overuse injuries in that and sort of staying in that exact same plane on a nonstop basis, very similar to a treadmill. Um, so for those reasons, I'd say those are your pros for um, trail running. Oh, one more, one more pro, and that is it burns more calories. So trail running, I'm going to say this as a fact, burns more calories than your road running because of those variations and typically trail running does have more inclines, declines than your typical road. Now, I'm not saying that's 100% of the time, but that's, I'd say, typically speaking, if you're out on a trail, you're more likely to be running up or down hills, uh, as well as paying attention to um, you know, what you're doing. So I think there's a little bit of a con, but I'm going to turn it into a positive, and that is paying attention. On a trail run, you have to pay attention. Uh, you can't just lose yourself. You can't just you know, zen out uh, and just go into the zone. Um, but you do have to pay attention to where your foot's going to land because you don't want to trip on a root, hit a rock, uh, stumble and fall. So th th there's more injuries in trail running because of that um, than in the road. Then not to give you one of the pros that you can now write down. Um, so I said that's your, yeah, that's your big thing. I mean, trail was just, if you think about going back through the history of time, Trail running, I mean, there were roads to start with, right? If you go all the way back in time, but we evolved in trail running. Um, it, it is much more of an enjoyable experience. You're able to sort of forget yourself, just get into your body, get into the experience of it uh, and run versus the traffic patterns, stopping at street lights, all the things that comes along with road racing. I rest my case. Do you want to just, just give up now? I rested my case. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, it's hard to argue with trail running, even though I feel like it is actually less popular just because of like the novelty of it and the fun aspects of it. But, um, Ooh. you know, the injuries, which you brought up, um, I recently actually, one of my runners, uh, got injured while running on a trail, like two miles into her eight mile run. And now we are down to the wire for her end of marathon training, um, due to a sprained ankle. So, you know, the trails are dangerous, not only as there roots and rocks, there's, um, predators of all kinds. Yeah, are you saying human predators or just animal predators? I, you know, I was thinking animals and I was like, no, wait, there's creepy people in the woods too. Um, bears, you know, bears, cougars, yetis, people, um, yeah. You know, the danger of falling off a cliff. Oh my gosh, what is that book? Is it Out and Back? Hillary something? Trail Runner, like really good, fell off a cliff and like almost died. Oh, wow. um, I don't know that story. I'll have to read that one. Don't know it. Yeah, I have. I'm halfway through it. Audiobook. Um, But yeah, I mean, like broke everything. But yeah, so besides like the dangers, um, easier to get lost, I think, in the trail. I mean, roads always lead to somewhere someone um i don't know why i'm having this fuzzy but, but, Are you but, if, you get, but if you get lost on a trail 
you're going to have fun doing it. You're just going to just lose yourself. You're out there and like, wow, you know what? That was a three hour run. I didn't even know it. That was so fun. So good. So much. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, that's a three day run. Now, where's my home and the food and, you know, all the things. All right, wait, are you hearing the, the fuzzy sound coming from my mic? Maybe. Uh, if it's not your mic, it could be my mic. Let me just see. Okay. Now it's a different sound. Okay, I, just turned my mic, I turned my mic off for a second to see if it went away. Huh, okay, I don't know, it'll be all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so danger um, for sure. Uh, injuries I mentioned. And also, I don't know what roads you're referring to that are so paved that it is like an overuse repeated injury, but roads where I live <laughs> are not smooth. They have lots of uneven patterns. Um, yeah, there's the tilt, then there's like the wrong way tilt, then there's, you know, all the bumps and stuff. So, um, you know, I don't, I think that argument can be slightly nullified depending on your road. Um, let me see now, let me actually look at some of the stuff I have here. Yeah. I'll give you one that, that I wrote down that was sort of a road versus trail is it's not trail running is not an Olympic event. Now, that's not important to a lot of people. That's important to me. I, I do like the idea of the marathon or track and field events being Olympic events. I mean, to me, it's nice to see every four years people compete. I know they have the UTMV and they have other trail racing type things, but it's not the same as the Olympics. So yeah, I'm going to nullify that one for you before you threw that out there. <laughs> well, I mean, in similar fashion, I was going to say like, popularity right I mean road running is so popular and um I feel like I often am passing other runners on the road or like running groups you're all meeting to run on the road for the most part um and convenience too right so it, it's more accessible to everybody um you're able to compare I think more to like okay what is my 5k time on the road to you know the best 5k runners and whatever else so you do have that fun aspect as well which one do you think um, is growing quicker? I was trying to think that I thought maybe trail running was growing quicker because I, but that may be just my perception because I've been reading more about trail running, the UTMB, and all of these. You know, a lot of the ultra marathons are, you know, trail related. And I feel like ultra marathons are growing faster at a faster rate. They're not nearly as big as marathons and half marathons, but as far as rate of growth, I would say the trails, in my opinion, perception is. They're probably growing faster, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Cause I feel like my perception is probably skewed too, because you know, everything you see on media is like filtered towards you. Right. So like I'm, I'm looking at trail stuff, I'm getting all the trail stuff I'm seeing all, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I do just casually hear at least in the running community too, or like fitness community, people are more into trails lately like i think a lot of people are talking about like i need to go on trail runs and all this stuff um so i mean yeah i think like that is definitely a big thing um but like cross country's been big i say big but cross country's been like a thing runners do especially people who ran as kids um you know through like high school college you know cross country's a, a thing that people do so i think there's always been like some element of that i never 
um, really thought about the difference between road running and trail running, because I always did cross country track, whatever. And we kind of always trained the same way. We sometimes ran in the woods. We sometimes ran at the farms. Then we sometimes ran in town. Um, and so, yeah, like it was funny, I think later on into adulthood and like people actually distinguish the difference. I was kind of like, oh, I just kind of like go for a run. Sometimes it's on the road. Sometimes it's in a trail. So, you know, it's like, I never really thought about like, they're two different sports kind of thing. Um, so you've derailed me from my argument completely. Yeah, I'm looking for trails. I'll be honest, I'm, you know, this this topic here got me sort of inspired to search for trails. So I did spend a little time today searching, I guess there's like trails near me and there's a bunch of other sites that track like either the rails to trails, things yeah. that are converted railroads, old railroad tracks to, to trail running. Well, many of those may be paved, I'm not sure, but I'm trying to find non-paved trails here in Florida to, to go run on. I, I just find it, I, I have the same routes, running on the pavement is, is a little bit harder on the body. I do find it, um, I'm looking for some softer, cushionier surfaces to run on. Sorry, I'm switching my audio because it is like, I don't know, it's making me crazy. Yeah, okay. when I a second ago, I turned off my air conditioning, but I, it's not mine, it wasn't my AC. No, it's something coming through the headphones because even when I switched to um, everything coming out of, what's it called, the actual computer, I still could hear when I had my headphones on. So I don't know. Sorry, everybody, if you also heard that. Um, I fixed it. I don't know what the audio quality is going to sound like now, but. I yeah, I don't think it's an issue. I think it was only on in your headphones. It may just be a headphone issue, not a uh, an actual recording issue. Well, then I'm. Extra sorry again, everybody, because I'm a crazy person and like could not let it go. I tried to let those things go and I cannot. And this argument's been derailed yet again. Um, let's see. I think we covered. I mean, I think we I think we did bounce back and forth. I think I think I will. I mean, I think we should just I won. <laughs> trails have to trails have to be superior to running on the road. Uh, <laughs> There's a guy who's trying to, do, to to convince people that trails are better. I mean, I'll let you have it because I, my brain is just, it's all gone now. Um, I, I, still, I just can't think of the advantages. I mean, there's, there are advantages from the standpoint of it's, it's maybe much more convenient to do road running, right? I mean, it's, I go off the door, there's a road. I, it's, and I'm you know, trying to find a trail, trying to find like a five mile trail somewhere, not easy. So yeah. I, I will say that the convenience factor, since I can't find one, convinces me that roads are a lot more convenient and I don't know how much the impact difference is. I mean, maybe it's in my head. I just would like to have a nice, smooth, like, sorry, smooth, a, a, a nice, uh, softer surface to run on for a little while, just as a change of pace. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I love love running on a trail, but again, the convenience thing, roads are going to win out every time. And trying to switch into like speed workouts and stuff, it's always going to be better when you have some kind of flatter, safer stretch so you're not sprinting and you you come up on a root or a rock but i'll let you have this one what is next we got next we got we got the cushion versus um the basics or, or minimalist what are you picking heads or tails um we'll go tails again 50 50 and you tails you win you got your choice you want to go with cushion or you want to go minimalist oh i'm gonna go minimalist of course all right well then you're going you're going minimalist and you're going first um Hey, have you ever read the book Born to Run? <laughs> Boom, roasted. Okay, I win. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't. 
Um, yeah. Okay. Anyone else ever heard of Born to Run? Read it? Um, no, I mean, what kind of argument can I even make? Um, you know, also, so ever heard me talk about my toddler? I do that a lot too. Um, kids learning to walk do it so much better and faster without shoes. I believe I'm not a doctor. Don't quote me. Um, but that is like one thing they often say for kids who are struggling with like figuring that whole thing out is let them be barefoot, let them feel everything. Um, my son will now run down like a gravel road barefoot with like no qualms because his feet just, that's what they do. Um, he can run down the road barefoot. He runs everywhere barefoot. So, you know, he hasn't been tainted by the shoe industry, the boy wears shoes now, but you know, he doesn't have to wear shoes. Um, so with that and all of the info from born to run, um, and as a running coach too, I think, um, I mean, I have gone through various different phases of wearing shoes, but, um, I do think sometimes we can, um, just hide some weaknesses or we can overcompensate for some things with different kinds of shoes that maybe we shouldn't be. And they're going to pop up in different places. Um, different, uh, like hip stuff, knee stuff, glute weaknesses, your back might start to get sore because you don't realize you're running kind of differently. Um, I did buy, actually I did not buy, you gave me a pair of, um, more cushiony, running shoes last year, maybe that I had asked for. Um, and now I wear them a lot for running or whenever I do like coaching in person and stuff. Cause I do love them. They're so comfy, but, uh, can't run well in them. It feels super weird. Um, and so I think there's definitely something, um, to that. Uh, I like, uh, a flatter, more less cushiony shoe. Uh, I feel more stable. If you ever try to go hiking and you're wearing like really thick boots, um, and you're also an anxious person, you will probably feel more anxious because you can't feel where you are on the ground as much. You don't have as much like awareness to everything. So again, if we're talking trail running, which we just agree trail running is better, um, being able to actually feel the ground under you feel, you know, how to move around, uh, it's going to be way more beneficial when you have those minimalist shoes. Um, and yeah, I kind of like to subscribe to the idea that like our bodies were built to do what they were built to do. Um, and running through evolution, uh, has been something that we were designed to do. And so we weren't always running around in shoes, so we don't need shoes. And, um, yeah, you know, Nike has a pretty storied past and I feel like they're probably just sneaky and trying to steal all my money. So yeah, you said uh, storied or a sketchy past. One of the two. I'm not sure. Uh, is storied not bad? I don't even know what that means necessarily. No, story is fine. I think story could be could be maybe potentially either one. I think it's good. I, I took it as being good. Oh um, um, well, they have a past for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I feel like I had facts I wanted to cite, but oh no, I think you. I mean, I think you you do capture a lot with with born to run. If I think about what I was going to argue on your side, you know, I I think you. You hit all the points. I mean, Baby James is is a perfect example of how you know it, it's very difficult to go from wearing shoes to not wearing shoes. But if you don't wear shoes to start with, and you sort of build up that tolerance, your feet can get really good about you know feeling the road. And there was actually a Harvard study which I found when I was doing some of this research that that um, basically gave the edge to um, the minimalist shoes from the standpoint of their ability to feel the road. Um, improve their 
well, actually reduced their contact time. So by feeling the road and being closer to the surface, they were quicker with their contact time on the ground as well as their cadence was speeded up. So, and those are two things that if you can speed both of those up, you can actually improve your speed overall for distance. So um, that, that study did sort of give the edge to, to that. Now, I'm going to, that, that's just, you know, one or two points, but there are a few things on, on Nike's side. Okay. And that is, yeah. Uh, so let's talk super shoes. I mean, okay. the world record has just been broken, um, right? For the men and the women. And they've all been done in super shoes. I, I think the, there's been several studies on these now that the super shoes are really saving anywhere between two and 4%. So, that's a big part of the cushion, but I think that it's a two-part technology. It's the carbon fiber plate over top of that, you know, the cushiony midsole, which gives you that sort of um, rolling forward motion and actually propels you forward and has less energy use. It just doesn't actually improve your energy. It actually just reduces the amount of energy you expend uh, in running. So, and obviously over a marathon, that's a that's a two to four percent savings. Um, so you can't you can't get that technology and that use without having that cushion. Um, so you can't do that with a minimal shoe. This is where technology probably for the first time shoe wise is probably actually changing the game a little bit. Uh, I don't think you see any of the elite runners without a super shoe uh, these days. So I, I think that they're here to stay and, and that technology is here to stay. Um, I think if you have injuries in your foot where you need stabilization, I think that cushion, that uh, you know, that you know, arch support that you may need to get. So I think there are probably people who do need the cushiony shoes to sort of spread the force that your foot strike causes, that either reverberates through your foot, your ankle, your knee, your hips. Those are probably the areas that it hits the most. If you have pain in those areas, that cushion can help to to sort of spread that force around. Um, now I think the other argument that the foreign to run makes is, yeah, but if you don't have that injury, your body's more apt to adapt, right? So it'll build up, whether it be the strength of the tendons and muscles, the, the, you know, the bones themselves, it'll strengthen them so that you don't get that injury by, you know, and the cushioning really just, um, sort of compromises that natural development that your foot would do. So. I think for people that are injured, uh, the cushion helps. I think the super shoe does, in my mind, sort of what used to be sort of a even debate. I think the super shoe, you can't get the benefits without having a cushion. That, to me, that's the game changer that throws cushiony shoes over the top of the minimal shoes. I don't know that you'll see a world record ever broken in any of these categories by a barefoot runner. Not that you've seen that anywhere in the last... 50 years either, but. Correct. Um, yeah, super shoes, I feel like do change the game for sure. Um, I guess I'm speaking more about the masses as regular runners, you know, what, what is best for all of us? I don't, you know, we're not running down the street in super shoes every day either. So, um, you know, there could be people who are training in a more minimalist shoes and then super showing it for a race. No, I think that's, you know, that's probably a 
uh, that's a very valid point from a standpoint of, yeah, my argument really is around the elite athletes. I, re I referenced them many times. I referenced world records. You're right. Even though most of these runs are my, you know, my Olympics, I consider it my, like, you know, this is my Olympic day right here. Uh, the reality is, yeah, most of us, it's, it, it is really um, just about the experience itself and the fun. You can get all that without the high-priced super shoe. Uh, and for the most part, I don't even know that the high-priced super shoe is really going to change it dramatically one way or the other for the, for the vast majority of runners. Right. We're not talking changing from a, you know, 430 to 330 marathon. Right. Um, but they're cool. They look cool for sure. Um, it's definitely interesting. It bleeds into the technology of it all. So I guess we can um, just kind of worm our way that way, huh? Technology. Yeah, I think technology was the last category. So I think if you want, that's a good, because I think technology, I don't I know whether you would consider shoes technology. Like what, what do you consider technology as we start this debate? And I'll get yes. the coin ready so, and you can call the coin while you think about what, what do you actually define as a technology? Oh, I won't, I, so it doesn't count. <laughs> well, I did, um, I know I did define all the terms last time. I feel like these were more self-explanatory except for technology. No, when I was thinking technology, I was picturing more of all of our, um, like things that exactly. are like data, the gadgets that are collecting data that are giving us like that real-time feedback that is kind of affecting more in our heads kind of thing. Um, not so much the technology of a shoe in this sense, at least. Although uh, Under Armour actually has a shoe that will give you data. Do they? Yeah, they built in, I don't know what they built in, but what, you know, the um, there's a thousand of these little uh, you know, shoe wearable type things that you can get to get either your, they'll measure cadence, foot strikes, a lot of the same things that your watch will measure. But, um, you know, so it's a little bit redundant if you have a, a smartwatch, but um, the the shoe itself has must have, must have it embedded in some way, shape or form. I didn't actually get down the rabbit hole too far as far as what it has, but it was referenced in one of the YouTube videos I saw that uh, Under Armour had a shoe that was, Actually, you could you know download data. It would give you data loaded into an app. Oh wow! There's, a, there's also an insole you can get to, to just insert into your existing shoe that will measure sort of like foot strike. You know whether you're pronated, supinated, right? But you know which way you're going with that, and how you know what what, what part of the foot's hitting, where are the various forces, how they're being dispersed. So there's a lot of interesting technology. So. I guess, you know, clothing, I, don't, I didn't think of technology. I, I thought the shoe might be because of the carbon fiber plate and the midsole. But I think in your title, you'd really refer to gadgets and gadgets really would be much more the smartwatch and those types of data like that's giving you heart rate and cadence and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so now that we've defined how you define sure. technology, let's uh, flip the coin. What do you want, heads or tails? Uh, heads. It's tails. So I get to pick and I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick tech. All right. Then, yeah. Sounds like you're into the tech. I'm into the tech. I am into the tech. And, and for that reason, I'm picking tech. All right. Um, let's go to tech. So I, I'll say, I'll start with, I just got the Garmin watch. I was a Fitbit guy for years. At Fitbit, in my opinion, now, after having the Garmin for a while, Garmin's got a lot more data, great data, um, 
great visualizations of graphics. And again, not this is not a commercial for Garmin, right? Like but Garmin, you can sponsor though. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to. Um, <laughs> we'll talk more. Yeah. Uh, but what I was amazed at the level of data that you can get on every run. You know, the, your cadence, your uh, oscillation up and down, um, obviously speed throughout, you know, averages, your lap times. I just did some intervals on it. I've had it for a while, but I haven't done a whole lot of interval running with it uh, where I did the actual interval itself uh, separate and distinct. So I, I think the technology is great. I think the technology can, is probably good for all runners, right? Like knowing how fast you're running, knowing what your heart rate is, um, you know, knowing what your speed is, that data is, is helpful for you as a runner to say, okay, hey, I'm, I'm probably running, my heart rate is in the five zone and I'm probably not gonna be able to stay at that zone for 26 miles. So I need to adjust my speed accordingly where, you know, some people just don't have a great feel for, you know, how their pacing is and are they gonna be able to sustain this pace? So I do think the data, which is real-time data, right? It can, you can look at your watch anytime during the run and get, five or six pieces of data without really any, I can look and look, think of four pieces of data at any one point in time in, in a fraction of a second. In fact, they have glasses now, by the way, in case you want these, that you can wear like sunglasses and it will give you four or five pieces of data in your, in your field of view without obstructing the view. I do want um, that. I, yeah, it, it, there was a lot of cool stuff. I was I was researching something. Oh, I didn't realize they had that. I didn't realize that that existed. Um, so I, I do think the tech is something that can help your average runner on a daily basis. It's not terribly expensive. It's a it's a watch. It can be anywhere from probably I'm sure you know less than a hundred bucks to to several hundred dollars or more. Um, but it, so it's a relatively affordable. And the amount of information you can get as a runner that will help you with your run um, is amazing. Uh, I, I would say the technology has advanced significantly in the last several years too. So I think if you get into VO2 max, you get into um, lactic threat threshold, threshold, right? So you get into these these categories. They, they now have like the, you can do a finger prick while you're as soon as you finish your run to to figure out where you're lactic acid levels are. And so there's a lot of technology now that didn't exist five years ago. And, and the stuff that today is, is getting better and better. So I do think it helps all runners. Uh, and the last thing is tech's cool. That's just my, that's just the motto. Tech is cool. Um, it, it, it's, it's nice to see the information and sometimes cool can be not cool. Um, but I think just having the, Having the information while you're running, I think all of the elite athletes, for the most part, um, do use probably high-tech watches to keep track. Although maybe the you know I think there are certainly some that do not. Some use a Timex type watch. Rest my case with the technology. Even though there's a lot, there's a lot of ways you can take technology. Uh, there's no doubt that it's it's helped move the world records down over the last ten years. In addition to the super shoes. Um, well, it's hard to argue with tech is cool. Um, also as someone who at one point was really into like inspector gadget as a character, like, <laughs> and I can't totally 
argue against tech, but I will say, um, not a tech fan. I love, I always want new stuff, right? I always want the new thing. The glasses sound cool. Um, you know, got the super shoes, got a decent watch. Like I love the technology, but I will say, I feel like, especially coming from like a mindfulness slash like mental health perspective, the tech just completely can mess up people's running can make it not fun. Um, first of all, technology is expensive. Who has the time or energy for that? But, um, and I know there was a lot of good that happened. Like once everyone was getting Fitbits, people were way more active than they ever used to be. So I will say that I do think that was great for people and their health, but, um, as a runner who am not, I'm not able to prioritize running as I've complained a whole bunch, um, all that technology can just feel so daunting of like, I need to get these times. My heart rate's too high. Okay. Now I'm looking at my watch and my heart rate just keeps ticking up because I'm looking at my watch. Um, I think sometimes, especially for, I've noticed this as a run coach runners who are really, really into the tech sometimes like too into the tech, too into the data, um, can start to just like get stuck in the weeds of it all of like, well, my vertical oscillation's too high. I need to fix that. And my heart rate, this heart rate zone is this. And, uh, you know, 800 other things. It's like, whoa, we need to get it so that you can run pain-free for more than five minutes before we're worrying about all these other crazy things that you're doing with technology and your stress data and your sleep data and like all kinds of things. So I think sometimes there's just way too much that it just gets, um, can start to make us a little crazy about all, all of the technology, um, trying to get all the different things. Um, there is some flaws still in technology, especially with like the cadence, people get stuck in the, the cadence lock. Um, so it's like, what's, you're the cadence? what's the cadence lock? Uh, your, I think it's your heart rate. Your cadence starts getting picked up as your heart rate instead. Um, and so you're, it, yeah. So the watches are like getting it wrong, thinking it's your cadence, not your heart rate or whatever, maybe the other way around. But one of the, one of the things gets mixed up for the other and the watch just tracks it as the wrong thing. Oh, okay. Um, wow. That's, I hadn't heard that. And I'm glad you mentioned that. I'll keep an eye on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you notice like, wow, why is nothing changing? It's probably that. Um, so, and there's really nothing to, to change it. Like you can't really fix anything. Make sure your watch is fitting appropriately. Um, maybe try switching arms, something like that. Um, but yes, like that can happen too. So there are some flaws too in our technology. And since we are, I think technology has grown so much and we're so, it does so well with so many things, we kind of just like take it for gospel and we're like, whoa, still there's some, there's some flaws here still. Um, but yeah, I think there's also something to be said of like going and just running how you feel for the day. Um, not worrying about the times, not worrying about the pace, um, not really worrying about any of those kinds of things. Um, and just like, Oh, does it feel good to be running? Go for a run. Um, helps us just be a little more present, takes the pressure off of, um, all of that. And, you know, it's nice to be able to, like, I know when I was probably like college time, um, still like technology wasn't like huge. I don't think in the running field. Um, and I feel like I was so good at like, okay, I'm going to go run, a 420 kilometer. I'm going to go run a seven minute mile and like knew exactly how that felt and what that would be like, and was pretty good about getting those times. So, um, again, that actually doesn't do anything for anybody helpful, but it's just like, it's nice to be so in tune with the way that you are able to run and perform mm -hmm. that you know how you're doing it. 
Yeah, it's, um, like, it's like using GPS in your car right now. You used to know directions and how to get to places. Now it's like, I just put it, I just plug it in. I don't know anyone's phone number. So the technology does, does compromise certain skills we probably used to have. Right. It takes a, you know us a little bit out of ourselves because we're so reliant on what we're able to do with technology. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I think for my argument, because I don't have like a huge argument for no technology, um, but I do think it, it can feel really nice to kind of just like be free and let all those things go. Um, at one point, I was trying out a different kind of run, um, like an artificial intelligence run coaching program. Um, and all of those things were synced to the watch. So the watch is now, as I'm going on my run, it's telling me you're going too slow. You're still going too slow. Your cadence is too slow. Um, and it, it did this for an entire like hour long run. And it, it, every like minute it's beeping that I'm going too slow. The cadence is too slow. My heart rate's too low. And I'm like, okay, but I didn't get to tell you, I'm also pushing my stroller. I also have to stop because the dogs are pooping. Like you know, I can't tell that I'm running with like a different circumstance, but also it's just like, well, let's beat me while I'm down. Right. Like <laughs> I'm trying to juggle these things and every minute for an hour, you're telling me you're too slow. You're too slow. You're not on target. You're not on target. Um, that's not, I, the, it's not a very encouraging watch, man. That's like, very. That's, it is a beat down. It's like, man, yeah, like, dude. ouch, I'm out here yeah. running, like, give me a break. Um, and you will see, I feel like I see people constantly joking or not joking about their, their garments, telling them they were unproductive, um, yeah. constantly being bullied by their garment for like, this was an unproductive workout. You're unproductive, yeah. unproductive, you know, it's just like, well, I did something. So, you know, the, the technology has some some fluffiness that it still needs. It's not as encouraging as it maybe could be. So I think we, we can rely on it a little too heavily, but that being said, as a run coach, as a data person, it is nice to have all, all the things all the time. Yeah. I don't know how you can coach people without data. I mean, and unless you're going to stand there and watch them do a track workout every day, it, it, like the data just really gives you the ability as a coach to say, you know, where, you know, are you improving? Are you not improving? Are you, you know, what could you work on? What's going to benefit you more? This, you know, speed work or, or endurance, like what is it going to be? So, uh, yeah, as a coach, I, I would imagine data is outstanding. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, at least what I get data through and we talked about this too, is like, some, depending on how you're, you're inputting your data, I'm getting different information too. So I have had a couple of people in the past who, um, were only doing like, whether it was like their Apple watch and their app, it actually, the program I have now just started syncing with Apple watch. So it should be better. But the Apple watch was literally only sending me like they ran 2.9 miles in 30 minutes and I got nothing else, like no other information. So it's like, okay, how did that feel? all right, now I have to trust that how they say it feels is actually how it felt for them. They actually are able to remember it. And actually that applies to like actually how it was because you're not getting any information on like what their heart rate was looking like, what the cadence looked like, you know, even what that, what the pace looked like throughout, you're just getting averages. So, uh, you know, it is super helpful in terms of like helping other people with their running is having all of, all of that info. So technology. Yeah, so you certainly, you certainly hit on like if I was going to argue your point, that was certainly all the things that I was thinking of. Which was, I think one of the beauty aspects, the beautiful aspects of running is you don't need technology, right? You can just go out and enjoy a run, right? If people who enjoy running, which I'm not one of them, but people who do enjoy running, um, it, it is a freeing experience. You can just go out, put your sneakers on, and go out for a run. Um, you don't need the data. You don't need the technology. So I, I'd say that was probably one of the key, you know, elements. 
But I do think for the masses, you know, just as the, you know, the Apple Watch and the step counters, I encourage people to go do a little bit more, get, do do more steps, get, you know, more than get to 10,000 steps that they need to get to for the day. Uh, I, I think the, the watch technology can do the same, right? You can say, uh, you know, hey, I ran, you know, three miles in 30 minutes and I want to try to get down to, you know, 29 and a half. And so, you know, having that data just real time and having it accumulated and you can go back and refer to it is nice. And I think it just encourages a lot more people to do more running. So I, I do think that's, you know, one of the pros to it. Um, I think you mentioned it being expensive. I think, I know, I, I, you know, not to poo-poo how much a hundred, a couple hundred dollars is. It, it's, it's not cheap. You know, a good, a good watch can be a few hundred dollars and it's, you know, you don't need it, um, but it is nice to have, as like you said. So. And, and the last thing was the other point you were making about, um, you know, it takes you, you know, to me, when I, when I, I run sometimes, I check my watch a ton on certain runs because run, certain runs I'm trying to keep my heart rate into zone two or three. I don't want to go into zone four at all. So I kind of keep my eye on it when, it's, when it creeps up. I got to watch, look at it every couple of minutes or every minute. And that really takes you, it's almost like running on a treadmill again because I got all the data right in front of me nonstop. I'm like, man, I only went another, I still got you know three miles to go. I still got 2.9 miles to go. Um, it's that constant reminder of how far you've run and how much more you have to go. And I think it's nice not to have that constant reminder sometimes just to go out and run. And there are times I go out and run and just say, you know what, I don't care what the watch is saying. I'm not going to look at it. I'm just going to go do my run. And if I'm in zone four, I'm in zone four. And, you know, it, and it does happen. And it's like, it is nice though to do that. Oh, so um, that just reminded me. I'm sending you an email right now. You're sending me an email? Yeah, keep going. Is it say, hey, Jeff, you say less? Say no. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop, stop, stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I had four pros for technology, but there were a couple of cons, and that was one the distraction fact, which you mentioned the expenses and other one, and um, you know, as being the two primary ones. Yeah, no, totally agree. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm down with technology, though. I'm going to say I'm voting for technology. I'm not. A, was it a luddite? I'm a. I'm a. I'm a tech techno guy. Um, yeah, I feel like you won all of those, but again, I feel like each week I come less and less prepared, which is shocking every time. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I, I think I got, I think the first week, I don't think I won, I don't think I've won them all, but I think, I think this time that the, the, the categories I got lucky with which one you picked for the one, and then the two that I got to pick, I, I picked the ones I felt were probably the stronger, stronger arguments. Fair. Um, all right, before we close it out, since this is going to be coming out on Halloween, so I know not everyone celebrates Halloween, um, but yeah, uh, I like, I don't mind Halloween. Halloween's fine. Um, so we're going to talk about the 10 best candies for running fuel. Since we recently talked about running fuel, um, real foods versus whatever, not, um, so I'm going to read you the 10 that are on here. And then I want you to pick your what you would actually pick and then what you would definitely not pick at all um you asking me yeah i'm asking you not, okay. not listeners you can also write in but i'm asking you <laughs> um so it's gonna go 10 to 1 i guess they're in order i don't know um twizzlers is one 
and there's not like any real science, but it says like they make good running fuel because they're easy to chew, not difficult to digest. Um, they're not particularly good at tasting though. Um, they're boring. Yeah, boring. Yeah. Um, airheads. Um, yeah, not as popular as when I think I was younger. They're chewy, fruity, sugary. They're great for running fuel. Uh, they're not the easiest to chew though. They can be a little more difficult, although less difficult than their cousin, the now and laters, if you remember those candies. Um, it's, yeah. yeah, can our airheads be like, aren't they very tart too? I would think that almost be, would be too, too, too much while I'm running. Yeah, this is saying sugary and fruity, but I'm like maybe kind of sour or tart like you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with no on that one. It's my no, it's my no bucket at the moment. That's your no, okay. Well, this one's the hardest no, I think right here. Tootsie Rolls. Um, I'm not even going to read the description. Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> I, I, I think everyone knows what Tootsie Roll is. They've been around for about 100 years. Anything <laughs> that's been around for 100 years and they haven't made any better, it, it doesn't belong on the list. It, it... The worst candy. Um, we went to a trunk or tree the other day. Um, you know, like we don't live in the nicest area. So, you know, stuff's just like not that nice. Um, and every, it was sponsored by like the, the school buses or whatever. And so every every little stop they like only had tootsie rolls or like the fruit chew tootsie rolls okay james is two and a half like the guy can't eat a tootsie roll right so like we're going and it's like fun and all and he's he just keeps grabbing the tootsie rolls so i finally was like okay like if you want to chew on one like i'll watch you to make sure you can like safely spit it out and he, he takes the bite and he goes ew yuck I'm like yeah tootsie rolls are worse they're gross um i yeah, got it yeah. disgusting yeah. So sorry, anybody that likes Tootsie Rolls. Actually, Josh likes Tootsie Rolls, but um, <laughs> and, yeah, I, I feel like the, the Tootsie Roll people that like, that like Tootsie Rolls are are 80 and older. Like, I think my parents may have liked it and they yeah. both passed away, but I think I think that's the that's the people who ate Tootsie Rolls and liked them. That's the demo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls and Werther's Originals. Um, okay, number seven is Snickers. I mean, they have all those commercials where like hungry to Snickers, right? You know, nuts, caramel, chocolate, uh, great for fueling. They're delicious. Perfect mix of sweet and salty with a little bit of protein. Um, um, that's at least in the moment in my potential yes bucket. That's the first one that's in my potential yes bucket. Yeah, I would definitely put them there too. Um, next is gummy worms. They're also putting like all gummy candies together, gummy worms, gummy bears. But I do think there's a difference because I will not eat gummy worms, but I do like gummy bears. I won't eat like gummy rings, like any of that stuff. Super gross. Um, but yeah, I, know you know, I know you're a gummy person. I am not a gummy person. So they're on my hard no list, but they're probably in your yes list. Yeah. Only gummy bears though. Any other gummy would be no. Uh, Swedish fish, you know, I'm not a Swedish fish fan, gummy, chewy, fruity. Uh, this person who wrote this article said they're honestly one of their favorite candies. That's weird. You know, when I stopped eating Swedish fish, right? <laughs> yeah. When we were at Rita's water ice, right? And someone threw up on Swedish. <laughs> so anybody, if you know what Rita's water ice is and they have a Swedish fish flavor, it has stuck around, but we were there when it was like the whatever release of the new Swedish fish flavor. And was it a little kid? There was someone who had just eaten it and threw it up all over the parking lot. And yeah. that was years ago. And I can still like vividly remember. Oh yeah. No, that, that was the last time I had anything to do with Swedish fish. <laughs> That's yeah. on my no list. Yep. Uh, Skittles. Skittles are good. Chokeable though. I feel like you could easily inhale one. Um, 
Yeah, not much to say about Skittles. I like Skittles though. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't eat a Skittle. No, no. Well, wouldn't eat one. No, I mean these all these things are like and it, probably because that these all have the sugar type stuff that you know the Airheads, the gummy worms, the Swedish Fish, the Skittles. Yeah, they all sort of similar to me. Like I, I just not that's not my deal. I like chocolate. Like, the only thing that's chocolate on this list besides Tootsie Rolls, which is like a cow, is Snickers, and I'm I'm in for Snickers. Yeah, actually, now that you say that Snickers is the only chocolate on this list. So then the next one is Sweet Tarts. And then the number one is Starbursts. Um, also, I feel like Starbursts won't be easy to chew. Sweet Tarts feel too sour. Um, but then they have a bonus. They said frozen dark chocolate Reese's. Like, yeah, sign me up. That's yeah, on yeah. I'll all. take the bonus. I'll take the bonus right there. Bonus. <laughs> all right. Well, um, that was it on all of that hopefully uh we are back on track for some more regular scheduled programming uh we have a couple more weeks of these debates um then we're going to kind of figure out what we're doing next um maybe scheduling wise we'll try to do some more guests in the afternoon afternoon no nighttime for us um if you have any suggestions please feel free to send them my way marikeyrunclub at gmail.com or comment on the podcasts wherever you're listening to podcasts in the review um or on youtube whatever it is let us know uh what you want to see because we want to deliver we like to just chat about running so we don't really care what we're talking about um uh, right am i right yeah, this, is, this is my catch-up time with you man I, I i i feel like a bad father and a bad grandfather like i haven't been ahead of i'm in florida so i got a little bit of a pass but like yeah. i haven't had a chance to get to see, you know, you and baby James in person and or Matt and his four kids. Yeah, you know. I know. Well, so we'll have to make that happen. But um, at least for now, just everyone who listens to the podcast, know you're supporting family bonding. So um, yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> who doesn't love family, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all the things that you can do for a podcast that you enjoy listening to. Make sure you check out social media, our website, any of those things. If you have questions, comments, interview requests, feel free to email me at marikeyrunclub at gmail.com.